welcome to the parley by the hindu i sumit bhattacharjee am your host today just a couple of days ago andhra pradesh witnessed a major political turmoil with the arrest of telugu desam party's national president and former chief minister nara chandra babu naidu he was sent in 14 days judicial remand to rajamandri central prison for his alleged involvement in the 371 crore ap skill development corporation scam which reportedly had taken place during his chief ministership between 2014 and 19 while the tdp had called it as a political vendetta against mr naidu by the jagan mohan reddy led ysr congress government the ruling party said that the law had taken its own course and he naidu was booked as there was clinching evidence in the case this brings us to the question on whether corruption charges or cases against politicians are driven by political rivalries or is it a result of enforcement agencies taking up the cases as part of their work today we have professor trilochan shastri who was a former dean at the indian institute of management bengaluru he is a voice for the voters and better democracy and chairman of the association for democratic reforms and mr sanjay hegde who is a senior advocate in the supreme court of india and a leading voice for civil rights i would like to open the discussion with mr sanjay whether the cases that we see today be it against mr naidu or mr manish sisodia or the two dmk ministers are being taken in due course of law by the agencies or is an element of political vendetta in them these kind of cases are not unknown they have been part of uh, indian politics for a long time but these are two different kind kinds of cases as far as uh, the chandrababu naidu case is concerned it is coming just shortly as elections are due the the manish sisodia case is a different case altogether where the attempt is possibly to put pressure on the aam aadmi party as well as possibly Uh, secure some kind of uh, incrimination of others higher up in the chain the manish sisodia case is also linked to politics in telangana where uh, in the case itself there is a reference to a southern group which hails from telangana yes sir there are, there are more aspects there yes mr shastri yes uh, uh, it is some kind of targeted arrest of people from the opposition parties uh, you know the data is very clear uh, there are 43% of mps with a criminal record 44% of mlas many of them have much more serious cases like murder and rape against them and they belong to all the political parties so these anecdotal arrests are for few people even if let us concede it is justified Uh, why are we not arresting pe- uh, all the other people who have got such serious uh, cases these are charges framed and cases are being going on but they are not being arrested and number 2 why are only the opposition people being arrested and not uh, people from the ruling party so it's clearly a political game rather than a desire to restore law and order that's what i would say too many of the cases that are being picked up only happen when a party goes out of power this leads to the allegation that ruling parties use investigative agencies for political purposes 
rather than genuinely taking on corruption. Is there truth to this? Now, this brings a very important question to our mind, whether the all the law enforcement agencies, which is the police, the CBI, the IB, the ED, and separate from that, the tax authorities like the income tax and various other tax authorities, are they supposed to follow verbal orders of somebody in power or are they supposed to follow the law and the constitution? And why is our police... So tomorrow, if this party loses and the other party comes, we may find the other bunch of people being arrested. So it looks like a... You know, it looks a little, a little harsh to say that, but there's a uh, breakdown in the law and order system. Uh, uh, Mr. Sanjay, your take on this? Well, uh, there has been a matter where the Supreme Court has given a judgment where, in the Prakash Singh case, where the court had said that you must separate the investigative machinery of the police from the routine law and order functions. And then that would have provided for an independent investigative machinery. Notwithstanding that, no state ever wants to implement it. And thereafter, they, they have been filing review petitions and extensions and things like that. At no level has, investi- uh, has an independent investigation machinery ever been installed. So the policeman at the end of the day is answerable to the politician, usually the home minister of the state or at the center. Uh, what Professor Shastri was telling me reminded me of an amusing incident uh, where I was, where during the Amrinder Singh government earlier, much earlier, uh, they, uh, they, they were prosecuting the uh, predecessors, the, uh, the Badals. And there was one investigating officer who was uh, uh, very determined to uh, go after the Badals when Amrinder Singh was in power as far as the Congress was concerned. Uh, the matter was pending in court and this and that and I, I told uh, the then Advocate General of Punjab that you know if the Badals ever come to power this man will be the first man to be, uh, be changed. Shortly thereafter Amrinder Singh lost power. The Badals came into power and I ran into the uh, then Advocate General who was now a senior advocate and I asked him uh, sir, has the, uh, the uh, officer changed? That is, uh, I, I said in Hindi, Ayo uh, badal gaya. So he looked at me and said, Ayo badal gaya. Which meant that the officer had changed his mind. Yes, so, <laughs> and he had gone over to the other side. So uh, they, this kind of politicization of the forces also is not really healthy. For the system itself, uh, officers get marked as uh, being uh, ex-politicians men or Y-politicians men. And then there are some officers like the investigating officer I spoke about who can be equally harsh on behalf of both sides. Yes, sir. So just uh, the coming and carrying it forward. Are law enforcement agencies genuinely allowed to function independently both in the center or the states? There is an allegation that uh, law enforcement officers heading such agencies are posted to carry out ruling party agenda. You have to ask the law enforcement agencies themselves as a passive 
observer, what I feel is that there is a constitutional protection. Uh, you cannot sack uh, an officer. The worst you can do is transfer. So there is adequate uh, legal protection. Now, whether that officer can be harassed or not, that is one question. Number two, there are various perks, privileges, promotions, postings, and perquisites that you can get if you follow the verbal orders of the political powers. And if you are hankering for them and if you succumb to that, then you will see the kind of law and order uh, mechanism that we have today. So uh, Mr. Prakash Singh tried his best to insulate the law and order system from the political system. And in spite of the Supreme Court's uh, orders, as Mr. Hegde has pointed out, we haven't seen much progress on that. If I could add... Yeah, please, 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 sir. Now take the converse case. There was, there was the CBI director, Alok Varma. He had a certain measure of protection. But, and then there were, uh, the elections were coming up and the uh, opposition leaders had... Um, uh, submitted a memorandum to him with regard to the uh, Rafael deal. There were questions of whether he was going to be, uh, to get an FIR filed or not. Overnight, he was thrown out of his office. He, he had to fight a case in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court restored him, but uh, left enough leeway for the for the government. Uh, uh, to see to it that he never got back into the office. Post his retirement, the man has been uh, fighting for his, what has been legitimately due to him, his pension and other things. There are various ways that he is being harassed. So, uh, there is also a great uh, disincentive if you uh, even threaten to perform your role in a manner which is not to the liking of the government of the day. So, uh, do you feel that the officers who are used by the present ruling party are the receiving end when the reins of the government changes hands? Well, officers uh, who are used at a senior level are often on the verge of retirement. So, so then uh, some of them are are trading or playing in the zone of post-retirement benefits or in terms of extensions. Please look at uh, how the uh, central government has been asking for extension after extension in the in the case of the current director of the enforcement director. The last extension is due to run out in a couple of days on the 15th of September. Yes, sir. And we do not yet have the central government announce who the successor will be. There are names uh, which are floating, which include people uh, who have allegations of having planted uh, evidence uh, uh, on people's computers. So we, we just do not know anything beyond the fact that if you have to be appointed to the premier investigating roles, you will investigate what you are uh, required to investigate by the powers that be. And that you will not investigate that which does not require to be investigated by the powers that be. Sastri, sir, your take on this, your opinion on this? 
exactly the same as mr hegde i think this is pretty obvious to everybody in the country who has access to information and who thinks about it so i entirely second mr hegde's uh, views on this so just um, coming to the next question that uh, we would like to ask you is that going by the constitution powers bestowed upon the enforcement agencies uh, do you think that they can really refuse to play to the tune of the ruling parties and institutions such as lokpal and lokayukta can come into play yeah i think hegde first answer that then i will respond it well i don't see the lokpal being particularly active or effective after after justice pinaki ghosh has left i don't even really know who the lokpal is they, they there have been uh, people who have been vying for that office but uh, uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think we have a full fledged lokpal currently professor shastri do you do you happen to know no 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 see no he has just given a suggestion i think what his basic question is is can the investigative agencies function independently he has proposed a solution which uh, is obviously not going to work with lokpal and all these other things the real question is uh, why are they not functioning independently i think we have discussed this enough already it's basically uh, you know under threat of punishment and even post retirement punishment Uh, people are made to fall in line and then there is a careful selection of people uh, who will toe the line uh, they don't want honest upright uh, independent people heading these things uh, so they would rather prefer people uh, who would uh, require who would investigate those uh, cases which are required to be investigated as mr hegde puts it so that's the real problem how to solve it uh, we cannot discuss in a podcast like this it will require a lot of change a bigger bigger platform yeah hmm. yeah yeah and you know many years to sort it out it does not not going to happen so i'll give you an example in the last election in the united states uh, the head of the texas police and texas is a republican state very republican state he came on national tv he didn't use unparliamentary language but he used harsh language uh he was responding to some statement of the president let, let me just say this to the president of the united states on behalf of the police chiefs in this country please if you don't have something constructive to say keep your mouth shut because you're putting men and women in their early 20s at risk i was amazed that a head of police of a mere one state can say this on prime time tv about the president of the country so obviously the police there enjoy a greater degree of autonomy than the police here so there are other examples as well uh, the former president wanted to uh, order the chiefs of the army uh, and the armed services to take action against uh, rioters in washington and they refused all of them publicly refused they said no uh, we are the army and we fight external enemies we don't take action against our own citizens so we are not going to do that so there is obviously a greater degree of autonomy there and the president couldn't do nothing but here a vicious uh, reprisals will follow if somebody tries to do that so we have to work out a system where honest officers are truly independent So, do you feel that you know, man? Uh, I mean, uh, they, we need to have a, a very uh, 
detailed administrative reforms which can really empower these institutions like Lokpala, Lokayukta, where even uh, cases, I mean, yeah, there are some elements of Sumoto cases being taken up, but more wider uh, powers for them to uh, take up case on their own. Certainly, but, you know, there have been several administrative reforms commissions which have been set up. Many reports have gone with excellent recommendations to the government, whatever government it was, of this party or that party. And so there is enough wisdom and recommendations out there to implement. What we are lacking is not how to do the administrative reforms. That chapter is closed. What we lack is the political will to make it happen. So whichever is in power is quite happy to have uh, the bureaucracy and the police and uh, everybody else under their control. Yeah. Sanjay, sir. I heard an interesting take recently where uh, this uh, father who had been a civil servant under a state uh, and the son had got into the IAS told the son that look at all times, try and be a public servant. But there are times when you have to be a government servant. So the thing is that uh, people know that the path of safety is often in being a government servant rather than being a public servant. Yes, sir. So that, that is it. And, and then when you have strong governments, governments with a strong majority and an overwhelming sense of timelessness that they are here for 50 years or whatever, then you will find that the institutions slowly uh, cease to operate, refuse to stand up when required. And uh, uh, Professor Shastri was speaking about uh, uh, what happened in the US. In the, in the U.S., during the Trump administration, there were many people who were inside the Trump administration who yet wanted to follow the rule of law and the Constitution and did their best to see to it that their actions always conform. Even in India, during the emergency, uh, there are recollections of people who were great civil servants who were uh, like Mr. N.K. Session, uh, Mr. Haksar and the rest, who are not exactly in the good books of, of the Sanjay Gandhi Brigade. But they continue to work with the government and ensure that the worst of the excesses were tempered down. Today, we rarely have uh, civil servants or uh, you know, policemen or investigating officers who can just look at the uh, superior, the political superior, and tell, tell the person, sir, uh, it would be best for all concerned if those orders were put in writing. Yes, sir. That, so this, that doesn't happen. True. Sir, do you feel that uh, this corruption cases, uh, are corruption cases being filed to basically intimidate politicians, you know, to join the ruling party fold or toe their line? Um, which is happening today, both at the state and the central level, whether it is Naidu or, you know, in uh, other places like Maharashtra or Bengal that we have seen so far. So um, something like that is, that is the trend now, something like that, that is following up. Yes, Mr. Shastri. Yeah, 
Actually, in the case of Mr. Naidu, I don't think they're trying to get him to join the ruling party. There is no way he can join the ruling party. I just think it is a ham-handed uh, way of operating. But in other states, uh, we are aware that, you know, uh, the lesser leaders or not so uh, tall leaders, they are uh, given a choice. Either you join us or we will send the ED after you. And we have uh, at least anecdotal evidence that this kind of thing happened in Maharashtra. And many people jumped uh, ship because they would otherwise land up in jail, which uh, no investigation was taking place. So it depends on the situation uh, and uh, how it is handled by the powers that be. But behind all this, one simple thing is, how do I stay in power? If I am already in power, how do I continue to stay in power? And I will use whatever means are at my disposal, including the police and the ED and the income tax and other investigative agencies which are at my command. I will use them as I deem appropriate to enhance my position of power. That's that's the bottom line of all this. Yes, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sanjay. See, uh, these kind of prosecutions just before an election to uh, bring down somebody's uh, image or just uh, after an election to take revenge on the previous incumbent. These have not been unknown in India. They have gone on from the days of uh, Hare Krishna Matab of Orissa. We have seen the DMK going after Jayalalitha and uh, vice versa. So uh, these have not been unknown. But now the new refinement that has happened in the past few years is the ability to use the agencies to break up parties, to secure defections and uh, 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 going by that uh, Samdham Dhandbeth principle. The ability to administer dhand, that has been weaponized. And uh, this is even more dangerous for the agencies. Because if the agencies get to a stage where they're saying that, okay, somebody's ordered us to make, a, make out a case, uh, let us make out any case. True, false, right, wrong, indifferent. We'll, we'll, we'll follow instructions. And, le and let people sort it out in the courts. The agencies are then divesting themselves of any independent judgment or any claims to independence whatsoever. So this is where they lose their independence of, uh, I mean, enforcing their uh, powers. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir, for being part of the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.